Welcome back to Go More to Consider with Tara and Haley. I'm Tara. This is Haley. Hi, Haley. Hi, Tara. Do you know what's really funny about this little show of ours? Um, this little show of ours is about a show that got 20.8 billion streams last year. Isn't that insane? Yeah. Crazy. All the time, people when people are like, you have a podcast. What's your podcast about? I'll say Gilmore Girls. And they're like, oh. Like, as if like that's not like a good topic to have or it's like yeah. not a lot of people will listen. But like in all shows streamed it was number nine mm-hmm. like what like that's so that's such a big deal to have like the show that like came out years ago still be in the top 10 of most stream shows like ever Literally last ever. year yeah yeah it's crazy we were edged out by um my other favorite show which is number eight which is bluey which <gasps> i told you about the plot of bluey the other day you did and you know what's very funny we were talking about bluey the other day and uh last night brett and i went to trivia and uh, the picture round was uh, Macy's Thanksgiving Day balloons. And the one we did not know was this little blue dog. And I said, I think that blue dog's name is Bluey. And he was like, okay. And wouldn't you know, we got him all right. Oh, it was my Bluey. God. And oh the other gosh. reason that I knew what he looked like is because I have a friend who lives here in the city. And she has a son. And she's a big thrifter. Like, she's an upcycler. So um, she had posted a TikTok about upcycling this house she had found, like a playhouse at this thrift store and she had like you know alcohol swabbed it and like took all the paint off and stripped it and she and her son made a bluey house because he wanted the bluey house for christmas but she was like you know we've already spent x amount of money on you for christmas so let's make something together because they love making things together and so i had remembered seeing the picture of the bluey house on her tiktok and then we talked about it the other day and i was like this dog's name is bluey and i got it right so thank you what a good show not to make this a bluey podcast but i think if i had another podcast about tv show would be bluey really oh there's seven minute episodes you were telling me the camping episode oh it's so good but like you know, like my two favorite shows, Bluey and Gilmore Girls, right there in the top 10. I know. Crazy. <laughs> TV shows, streams. It's just, it's so, so good. Highly recommend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To anybody who's uh, listening to this, who doesn't yeah. already watch Gilmore Girls, we highly recommend it. Yeah. Highly recommend Gilmore Girls and highly recommend Bluey. Mm. You know, target audience is a little bit different. <laughs> I love it. You have to. You really do. It's I really good. I love it so much. Um, so this show that we talk about we've talked a lot about Rory Gilmore over the last few episodes and something that That we I mean she's a hot topic and something that we kind of opened the floor up to were people's hot takes on Rory Gilmore which we discussed in our last Gilmore to consider um and in this one I don't want to talk too much about her because we've already explored that topic enough and I want to save some things for other episodes we can talk about her in the future but the first two voicemails that I picked were from our listeners who actually had questions about things we shared about Rory Gilmore Mm. in our last couple episodes. Okay. So let's hear from our bestie, Jackie. Hi, Tara and Haley. This is Jackie again. Um, I'm listening to Rory Rory right now, and I have a question for you guys. You guys um, said you would have liked to see Rory have consequences for, you know, helping Dean cheat on Lindsay, pretty much. I mean, so would I. But I'm interested in knowing what exact what consequences exactly you guys would have liked to see come out of this. I'd love to know your guys' thoughts on that. All right. Bye, guys. It's so interesting because when I listened to this, I was like, huh, yeah, we do say that a lot, that Rory yeah. doesn't suffer any consequences. And yet I have no idea what consequences I wish she would yeah. suffer. You know, I think sometimes when I say, like, I wish she would suffer the consequences, it's almost like 
I wish that she would learn from it mm. is maybe like I wish it would impact her. I wish that there was like some it's not like her and Logan need to sit down and be like, hey, listen, I slept with a married man. Like, you yeah. know, like I don't need like the sit down, like the the adult version of a full house conversation. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like we that don't need an thing. after school special. No, no. But like I just I like there's something about it that I feel like I need to see it impact her in some way Mm -hmm. and her to like I don't know like I I truly don't know what the answer to that is yeah like I can't think off the top of my head like my first instinct is like maybe like the people in the town to know you know that was my first instinct as well not even for them to know but if they knew that they would be like oh but then I also hate that too because it feels very like Hester Prynne of like Rory's going to be like like shamed by the town in a way that Dean will not be I don't think it's I don't think it necessarily needed to be like a shaming but more of them holding her accountable because they don't always hold her accountable you know and we see that happen a lot in Help Wanted you know after the car accident with Jess which we're about to cover on Patreon you know it's like it's just more so like does the town need to be the one to hold this woman accountable to this this 19 year old accountable to sleeping with a married man so it's like at what point is like the the line, the fine yeah. line there. And I, I do agree with you, but I, I wonder then, to your point about, like, her never really learning from it, do you think she would have learned from it if more people held her accountable? Like, if an entire town full of people kind of knew what happened, which I guess they kind of do because of what happened with Lindsay screaming at her, <laughs> Lindsay's mom screaming yeah. at her in the street. And Lindsay so throwing all of them. have um, to know. Dean's stuff out the window. I know. Um... Yeah, so maybe it's less to do with, like, the town and, like, yeah, I don't know. I know it's a tough question to answer, right? But a very interesting question to pose. Because, like, uh, I feel like it's it's there a little bit with Lorelai, but then she just gets to go to Europe. I almost wish that maybe it was, like, a consequence, like, academically and not, like, directly. Like, you know, when she gets back to school in the beginning of five and Glenn had an article published in the New York Times and she was like, what have I been doing? I went to Europe. All these people had internships and like we're working. I almost wish that like her like having done that, like maybe consequences were like demonstrated there mm. that like she let herself get off track a little bit. And like it's like she has to realize that like her like sulking about the Dean thing and going to Europe like impacted the way that she can like move forward in something academically or like towards her career maybe not like not quite so like wear a scarlet a and walk around stars hollow and like more about like the choices that you made to like do this kind of like immature arguably petty in some ways um but like i mean we defend her in the sense that like dean manipulated her but like for sure i think that like coming back to like something that like she doesn't get to do because she didn't think something through and like almost she sees the the dominoes that fell to let, lead to that yeah um I get that it, it's it's mean but like I just wanted to see Rory Gilmore really not get something <laughs> well I mean we kind of see that reflected in a lot of her hopes and dreams kind of and crashing and revival. burning in the yeah, revival so maybe her karma that really came the... back you know yeah karma was not her boyfriend no <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know I'm like this is one of those moments where I'm like maybe like if I thought about it maybe like two weeks from now we'll have the consequence ready to go um but yeah 
if any of you have um, any consequences you want for Rory Gilmore in response to this specifically, because like I feel like with like the yacht thing, we could come up with consequences out the wazoo. Well, yeah, and she kind of faced those consequences, kind of, yeah, in a very tangible sense. We didn't get yeah. tangible consequences from her mistakes that she made, and and do we always, you know? No, just I just maybe wanted to see her feel remorseful. Mm, I maybe wanted I maybe wanted her to reflect on that a little bit in the revival she's like here I am cheating yet again yeah that's I think at the end of the day what what we mean by consequences is that she just learns from it yeah you don't always learn from your consequences but like just show that you were affected by it yeah for sure for sure we had another listener call in about something that we said actually something that you said on one of our Rory episodes oh my goodness so let's hear from Annie Hi, Taryn. Haley. This is Annie. Um, I am calling about my opinion on Jess and Rory. Um, I know in the podcast you had mentioned um, when Rory went to New York and missed her mom's graduation and how she never should have done that. Um, But I absolutely love that part, Um, specifically because I feel like it is when Rory is finally like doing something for herself like I think um in the last episode you also talked about how going to Yale was the first decision she made for herself but I actually think that Jess is the first decision that she made for herself because she has that you know girl on top of the Christmas tree mold that she's constantly trying to fit into that her parents her grandparents her town even has put her into and she's always trying to live up to that but um I love that with Jess, she's different. She gets to kind of, we get to see more of who she is and what she wants, not what other people want for her or what she's trying to do for other people. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Thanks, Becky. Oh my God. I love when she goes to New York. I know. I love, well, like, it stresses me out. It stresses me oh. out because when, <laughs> when she's on the bus and it's in traffic or it's local, whatever it may be, I, that stresses me out to the high heavens. And I know we're approaching That's like that on concert interruptus. Oh yeah. <laughs> Vibes for me. Yeah. It's just like stressful, but the yeah. actual conflict of her going to New York is so oh, yummy. I love it. And I do agree with her. I kind of didn't think of it that way. Cause when we were talking about how Yale was really the first decision for made for herself I was like yeah of course um you know and and that happens for a lot of us because when we're in high school and you know any younger than that our parents usually guide us and we know that Rory was really guided by the parental figures in her life but when she chooses to go to Yale and when we choose to go to college of course that's when we start really making decisions for ourselves we say that because like it's really celebrated like everyone is in agreement with it like Mm -hmm. everyone's really excited for this decision so like it's a life choice that she made but I agree that the just choice is a choice, but then do we not say that Dean was a choice? Well, it's interesting that you bring that up because while I do agree with this in the sense that Jess was the first choice she made that kind of went against the grain of like everyone around her. The expectation of what everyone had for her. Yeah. I would also argue that that decision wasn't necessarily her decision to go to New York, yes, as an isolated incident, was the first time that I think we saw her do something for herself. Yeah. Could we then, like, classify, like, when she told Jess to turn right, that that was, like, a baby decision? Yeah. That was, like, the precursor to... Because, like, part of me feels like she didn't even really decide to go to New York. She just was, like, left school and suddenly she was going to New York. Yeah, it was like, very it, impulsive. There was, yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, we could argue like the little baby steps along the way, even in a tisket, a tasket when she chooses to go with Jess claiming that it's tradition kind of thing. (laughs) Um, but I would also argue that her being with Jess as a whole, that decision was kind of made for her in the sense that like, I don't know how long her relationship with Dean would have gone on for after the dance marathon had Dean not been like, you are clearly into this guy. Stop kidding yourself. Stop doing this to me. Like, would she have kept going? Cause she wasn't choosing Jess. She was still choosing to remain in this like comfort. Yeah, she was. The choice was made for her with Yale. While I do agree that it was a choice she made for herself, it was almost kind of only until Lorelai gave her that permission and was like, look at the pro con lists and then got that t-shirt made uh the babette eight oatmeal t-shirt that says Rory's going to Yale that she was like yeah oh okay I'm going to Yale yeah this feels right yeah um not to say she wouldn't have made that decision on her own and again not to say that she wouldn't have chosen Jess at some point but she almost had to be pushed so now I kind of call into question like what was really Rory's first choice on her own was it being with Logan was it stealing a boat was it dropping out of (laughs) Yale Wow. That made me think. Jumping off a scaffolding? Yeah. Mm. Because that's why I think that's so impactful. It's like, there's so many things that, like, she did that were, like, guided by other people. Like, yeah, breaking up with Dean. Dean broke up with her. Just kind of just felt like that fell into place. Like, I really do feel like the trip to go to New York, like, as impulsive and, like, horrible as it was for her to miss her mom's graduation, um, that was, like, a choice that she made. Mm -hmm. She with no real consideration of what would happen after um the dean and the dean situation sleeping with dean Ooh, um, i didn't even think about that we just talked about that we just talked about that um wow um, yeah so it seems like maybe they're not like the safest choices <laughs> yeah i don't even think we have to answer this in this episode but i'm just curious if we come back to yeah. this what we think rory's first choice was for herself Hmm book fair (laughs) because like as we watch her character unfold a lot of choices are either like made for her or she is swayed into those choices or there's an expectation that she follows along into exactly which is to say that doesn't mean that that's not what she wanted no 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 no. i'm not saying she was like forced to do everything up until college against her will (laughs) i just mean that like you know how much of her choices have been impacted by those around her and the influence of that and was it jess was it The affair with Dean, was it going to Yale? Was it dropping out of Yale? You know, there are so many different. It's almost like, is she, are the choices that she's making on her own without the expectation of other people? Are we disappointed in them because we are all the other people who have expectations for her? Mm. Or is she making actually bad decisions? Yeah. With the yacht, that was an actually bad decision. (laughs) Yeah, that was like a truly bad decision. But yeah, no, I think it's an interesting question to pose. So I'm glad that Annie called in because I think that, you know, similarly to like the what consequences should Rory Gilmore have faced? It's like, where was it in her journey that she actually made her first decision? I love when our listeners pose new questions for us that we're kind of like, I don't know. So then to that, is there like a, do you think that Lorelai makes more definitive choices in her life? Yeah. I'm answering my own question. Like she, (laughs) she left her parents' house. Like she opened the inn. I love it. It kills me when you're like, huh, no. (laughs) Not a thought, but at all. Does she? Yeah, I say yes. <laughs> I say yeah. I ask you a question. Well, it's better than when I ask questions and you s- suddenly are like, you know, caught off guard and then you ask me and I'm like, I don't know. I, know, I asked true. you. That's true. 
So yeah, there's a lot to unpack there, which mm. I love. We'll have to revisit that. Yeah, we're going to revisit Rory Gilmore. Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because members earn cash back on everything that they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category, including beauty, clothing, electronics, home, department stores, pets, and more. And as you all know, I love shopping through the Rakuten app. Every time I shop online, I always start there to see what the cashback deals are. It's incredibly user-friendly, membership is free, and it's easy to sign up. The best part is you can maximize your savings by stacking cashback on top of other deals because the app lets you know what the store sales and coupons are at your favorite places to shop. Speaking of favorite places to shop, I love shopping Anthropology's post-holiday sale where they put their clearance on clearance. This year, not only did I get savings on top of savings, but I also got cash back by shopping their sale through Rakuten. Cashback rates are changing daily, so make sure that you check their site or your app to snag the best deals. Start all of your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app like me to start your saving today. Your cashback really adds up. Haley, I feel like most of our followers already know that we don't really drink alcohol, but we do love a fun beverage. Oh, we do. Both of us think a fun beverage and a chill night is the epitome of a good time, especially when that drink is a recess mood, which is a delicious sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like mood lifting magnesium and stress balancing adaptogens. So you can relax without the alcohol. I drink mine every night while reading, of course. Tara, tell everyone how you enjoy yours. Honestly, I usually drink mine while we're recording the podcast. (laughs) It's my favorite way to enjoy a recess. And all of our besties can get 15% off the Recess Mood Sampler Pack at takearecess.com slash GTS. Recess Mood is made with real fruit and comes in four delicious flavors like strawberry rose and raspberry lemon. But my personal favorite is the grapefruit tangerine. And with only 20 calories and no added sugar, it's the perfect way to chill. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash GTS and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. I don't know what it is, but cowboy boots are magic. Since they've arrived, I've worn my Tecovis boots almost every day. I have the Annie in Midnight. I know you have the Annie in Bone. I do. But they make me feel so powerful because, of course, it is my dream to be a cowgirl. Yes, I know this about you. But I also know (laughs) you've told me that you wear them while you write your book. I do. I wear them all the time because I also wear them when I get dressed up or when I'm sitting at my desk recording the podcast because they make me feel so bold and brave and like I can do anything no matter how I style them. Tecovis has carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality that you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service with boots for men and women handmade from the most premium leathers. And if you dream of being cowgirls like us or you're already Western to your core, Tecovis is the perfect brand to start with because they believe in Western for all. They don't only offer their handmade boots, but all sorts of head-to-toe Western staples. Perfect jeans to go with your boots, pearl snaps, bandanas, and cowboy hats. You name it and they'll get you outfitted. And if you can't make it into a store, Tecovis delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. So visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tecovis has said that they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on tecovis.com. Just use the code Gilmore at checkout. That's G-I-L-M-O-R-E. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so they're always 
always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code Gilmore at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tecovis. Only at tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. But in the meantime, our next voicemail is not about Rory Gilmore, but it is about another character in the fandom that is widely criticized, Anna Nardini. Oh, with good reason. So let's hear from Mary. Hey, Dusties, it's Mary. Um, So Haley, I know that you have mentioned a number of times that you think Rachel would have been a better baby mama. And I agree that would have been a better story, but I don't think it would have fulfilled the utilitarian purpose of the April device, which was to bring about the final scenes of partings. Um, The sort of final straw in the story was Anna's blow up about there being a female chaperone at the girls' slumber party. Um, And also I think just from the very beginning, Anna has this sort of weird hostility towards Luke and she kind of keeps herself separate as possible from April's interactions with him. I think Rachel would have been more um, involved. And she knows Lorelai. She knows Lorelai as a mom and her role in Luke's life. And I think um, she would have actually have been bringing that into into play from the beginning as well. So do you think that that story would have ended the same if Rachel was the baby mama? Also, Rachel is an Andy Andy McDowell kind of pretty, not an Elle McPherson kind of pretty, Thank you. I needed to get that off my chest. She's a who? She's an Annie McDowell kind of pretty, not an Elle McPherson kind of pretty. Oh, oh, Annie McDowell is so pretty. I know. So I know this is also about Rachel, but it is kind of posing the question of like, did we need Anna Nardini? And I guess the short answer is yes, I think so. Because I do agree with her that while we do talk about the fact that like Rachel would have made more sense because we knew her Mm -hmm. and to have this character kind of come out of left field and Anna Nardini, like we were all confused. We were like, who the hell is this? Who are you? Midget Hunsberger. Who are you? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, that's my favorite. Um, you know, it, I do think that we kind of needed this really harsh character in Anna, who's like so protective of her daughter. And that's ultimately what kind of causes the rift between Lorelai and Luke, it's Luke, but like he is so hard pressed to be a part of this girl's life that he's willing to listen to Anna because she is kind of the gatekeeper on April. Understandably it's her daughter, but like does not want Lorelai to be in the equation and not from a romantic perspective, doesn't want her to be a part of the equation from like a parental perspective. And that causes this giant rift between Luke and Lorelai, which gave us partings, which is your favorite episode. So what do you think? Uh, You know, when she mentioned partings, I was like, "Mm, she has me by the throat and she knows it. Um, (laughs) The question that I have for you, though, is do you think that the character of Anna, because like, as Mary mentioned, we kind of need this character to not have an authority over Luke, but to like have this sort of person who is insisting that he keep this like keep Lorelai out of the picture but at the beginning of it it's Luke entirely like before we even really like get any sense of like that Anna doesn't want Lorelai in what is the girl's name April sorry (laughs) in April's life um what's the girl's name sorry there's so many like names that are flying around in my head and I was like what's her name um that it's Luke that keeps Lorelai out of like in the dark about this yeah because like 
I think that there's that mix of like they weaken Luke's character by doing that. For like sure. I think I that, completely agree. Like he becomes this character that he has not been. Um, but we have talked about in the past that like it makes sense that the thing that breaks Luke down is his commitment to family. That's mm. always what's driven Luke. Like yeah. you know, like he took in Jess, the funeral for Louis. Like he like his commitment to his family is yeah. so huge going and doing the renaissance fair Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but like all of this to say is like do you think that it would have been more impactful to all of this to have come from luke rather than like a villainous character in the shadows kind of forcing this on him a little bit yeah that's a really interesting question i think that it would have made us really really dislike luke's character and like you said it already weakened it so i don't know that we would have been rooting for them at the end of it had he kind of shouldered all of that and I think that Lorelai having a frame of reference of Rachel because they had met and they had attempted a friendship would have given Luke maybe more agency to tell Lorelai I don't know like I still kind of don't understand why he didn't in the first place yeah I'll well, still never like, really understand wasn't why. it like because he he thought that she would like Lorelai more yeah or like kind of, it, it he was wanted a chance to get to know his daughter yeah it was kind of advertised as this like I wanted to do this on my own kind of thing and I think that he maybe saw that opportunity because Anna was so removed from Stars Hollow you know she no one in town people in town recalled her but didn't really like know her in the same way that like yeah. Rachel came back to town and it was the hot goss um I think if it had been Rachel and it had been all Luke keeping like shielding this from her instead of like getting that pressure from Anna, not that Anna pressured him to not tell Lorelai about it, but you know what I'm saying. But to like not involve her at all. Exactly. I think that it would have presented a whole different set of problems that wasn't just like, why don't you want me to be a part of this? But also like, I know your history with this person. Does it involve that? Like it would have presented a whole mess of issues uh, that we already got to see, but I think it really would have made us dislike Luke's character a lot more. Yeah. Right. But like, but I think part of it is that like what you bring up there is that like, it can't be a perfect switch. Like it can't be like, we take Anna Darditi, like lift her out of the story and put Rachel in and put them in the same circumstances because it like, that just wouldn't make sense because Lorelai does know Rachel and like, there is a different sort of relationship with Luke and we met this character. So we have a foundation for these things rather than like, Anna Nardini just coming in and be like, don't talk to my kid because like for whatever mm. reason, I don't understand you guys are going to get married and she will always be in April's life. Like that's always so confusing to me. Yeah. Like engaged isn't married is kind of her vibe, um, which mm. is so weird. I know. And I feel like it would be an entirely different conflict, but I think it would be a much more interesting conflict for maybe even Rachel to be like, yeah, you can talk to my kid. And Luke's like, I don't want that Ooh, yet. Yeah. Not, I don't think Rachel would ever like outright be like, yeah, we're like, come on. But like, just like that idea I of like, do, though. I do like, I almost wanted, would want it to be like, yeah, like Rachel's like, not sure. Like Luke lying to Lorelai in that regard, because he's not sure. And Rachel's maybe Lorelai confronts Rachel of like, don't want to like overstep. And she's like, no, it's fine. Mm. Like you guys are together. I don't know. I feel like it would have been a different conflict. That's what I'm saying. Like there would have been if if Luke wanted to keep it from Lorelai for any amount of time, that would have been similar conflict. But like it would yeah. have presented a whole different set of problems between Luke and Lorelai. And I think the only reason I like it better is because it's not out of the blue. 
Because like Anna was out of the blue. Exactly. So to answer this listener's question, do we think that the end result would have been the same? I like think the so. partings fight. Oh, yes, yeah. but I think I it would have been, been more intense. It would have been way more intense because I think there would have been more emotional, st- like the emotional stakes would have been higher. Oh yeah. They would have been yelling louder. <laughs> Haley is ecstatic right now. Uh, well, because it wouldn't have just been about their daughter. It would have also been about Rachel. Because it it's so interesting that I don't feel like... And remind me, does Lorelai bring up Anna in partings? Does she say, like, I talked to Anna? Yeah. You talked to Anna? You weren't supposed to talk to Anna. And she says, I'm sorry. Um, mm. She said, I'm, she's done apologizing. But that's kind of the only context that she comes up, that Anna comes up. Whereas yeah. I feel like Rachel would have been a much bigger context. Also, the fact that April sought Luke out instead of Anna seeking Luke out would have been different with the Rachel circumstance because Rachel's baby would not have been old enough. <laughs> genius baby hi it's me yeah um but i still think that the rachel storyline would have made more sense but i agree with this listener that we needed someone to kind of like grate against that in order to create the conflict that we see unfold with luke and lorelei but it wouldn't have been impossible with rachel no yeah it would have i think it would have ended up in the same place it would have just unfolded differently just different in the fan fiction of this that we're doing with rachel being anna nardini Mm -hmm. do you think that luke would have wanted to keep any regard of like you guys ended why did you end we like they ended because Rachel was like you love Lorelai I'm gonna go yeah like and then she shows up and she has a baby but like they ended things because of who he's with now yeah do you think she'd be happy about that or do you think that like Luke would want I think that that might have like tempered the rift do you think that Luke would want to keep that from Lorelai um, not at this point in their relationship. I think he wanted to keep it from her in season one. Well, actually, I think he went over at the end of season one to tell her why yeah, yeah. Rachel left. So I don't think it was Next, something he was hiding from her. I think Rachel just became irrelevant in their story. Do you think Lorelai would have felt weird? Like, oh, we ended things because of you. And now here she is with a baby. <laughs> I don't know. I'm Ooh. trying to think of all the ways this would be. Well, there would be it, conflict would have, in this. it would have potentially mirrored a lot of her relationship with Christopher and that could have also that would have been really really ironic to see her run to Christopher at the end of parting oh yeah knowing that Luke was kind of oh god that's a worst leaning into his relationship with Rachel and their child yeah not necessarily not necessarily to say that there would have been a romantic connection between Rachel and Luke again I'm just saying that like leaning into that relationship would have yeah given her cause potentially to run back to christopher mm. or even more cause yeah lots lots to think about i here. know i know i really liked this one this is going to make for a really good what if lorelei episode Ooh, i know i know yeah well mary thank you for calling you gave us a lot thanks to think mary about. yeah she knew what she was doing when she said parting i know i know <laughs> Our last voicemail is from a caller who's very excited about an event that we're doing for Valentine's Day on Monday. Hi, besties. Love you. Love your show so much. I am so excited for your Valentine's Day event. I'm going to have a sleepover with one of my friends who is also obsessed with Gilmore Girls and also obsessed with your show on that day. So we can be a part of your little sleepover and we'll have our own sleepover. And anyway, we were just in the midst of planning this, and I was thinking, you guys said that you were going to have Gilmore Girls-themed snacks? Like, I need to know more about this so we can have the same snacks and so that we can really feel like we're there with you. 
Oh my god, this is my dream. I know. That like when we were planning this, like this is exactly what I know. Having your own little I just slumber party. People to like have their own slumber parties with their besties. That is exactly what we want to do. Yeah. For Monday's event. We're so excited. So let's kind of share some of the things we're gonna have at our at our yeah. Valentine's Day event on Monday because I cannot believe that you're gonna be here with me in just a few days. <gasps> I know. That's I'm so, so excited. I'm so oh my excited. gosh, I need to pack. Wow. <laughs> you do. You need to I pack. do. <laughs> Please do. Okay, so as far as Gilmore-themed snacks, we talked about this a little bit when we were talking about how we watched The Revival. Yeah. So you gotta have red vines. Red vines for sure. That is a must. Pop-tarts. Have to have pop-tarts. I know. Like, what? what is a Gilmore night without a pop-tart appetizer? Possibly a pop-tart appetizer with an apple in the middle. Like, yeah. in Concert oh. Interruptus. Yes, because gotta have that. You gotta at least feel healthy in some capacity, <laughs> right? You gotta throw yeah. some health in there. If you're not ordering a pizza from... Pete's Pizza. Is that the name of the pizza place? Yeah. Joe delivering it. Um, pizza bagels or pizza bites. Pizza That's bagels. A, yeah. Ugh. Um, I will not be partaking in the pizza. I know. Um, but we do have a, a surprise in the pizza box. So yes, like we do. So make sure you tune in for that. <laughs> or if you're not a pizza person, order the entire chicken column. <gasps> the entire the Chinese chi- menu. Yes. Yeah. Totally. What other snacks? You maybe have some coffee. Yeah, you Might can be, have some it, coffee be late. for those of you who are uh, over the age of 21 and can drink. An espresso martini might be really nice. At the party that I threw for the Gilmore Revival, we had popcorn from the Black, White, and Red movie theater. Mm. Was it stale? Did Kirk make it? <laughs> no, it was not stale. And Kirk did not make it. Huh. I also made my version of Miss Patty's Founder's Day Punch. It was right. alcohol-free. Um, I think we just made, like, we just threw a bunch of juices together and made some really yummy punch. Um, but on that topic, we're actually going to be having two custom-made little eats and and bevies from two of our listeners. The first is Larissa from Eating Gilmore. She's designed some cocktails. The Tara and the Haley. Yes, the Tara and the Haley for our besties to make with us at home. She also designed the Gilmore to Say cocktails. So we're actually going to be sharing those on our socials at Gilmore to Say podcast on Instagram today. And we're going to be sharing how you can make them at home. Larissa from Eating Gilmore is going to be posting how she made them and her recipes on her TikTok, Instagram, and then the recipes on her blog. And so there'll be mocktails as too. You will also be able to make them as a mocktail. I don't drink a lot, but I do. I love I love a cocktail, but I do love a mocktail. Yeah. So like there will be the mocktail version of it as well. Exactly. So you can enjoy that at home. Um, We are also going to be having some cookies sent from your peach baking company. Um, You can follow them on Instagram at your a peach dot baking co. And Brenly, who makes these cookies, is incredible. So so talented. They're so beautiful. So she's making. I can't wait to show you guys on Monday. (laughs) and Gilmore Girls cookies so if you are interested in having those made for your next event definitely look into her she is awesome yeah so those are some of the things that we're going to be having at our Galentine sleepover the room is kind of small or we would pack it with more but yeah we have to have room for all of our us yeah we have to have room for all of our us so all of you all of you to fit in the room with us exactly I'm genuinely so excited because like it's gonna feel like a podcast episode but we've tried to incorporate some like visual elements to this as Mm -hmm. well because like it's our first you know live show it's our first time you'll be seeing us while we talk I know you know no take backs Mm -hmm. so like this will (laughs) be I'm so excited whatever happens will happen yeah um we've got some fun games that we're gonna play um there's some things that we've done on the podcast in the past that you'll see and if you come to the after party it'll be more of the same we'll get to chat with you a little bit but I'm just 
I'm, I'm so excited. It's going to be too. so fun. It's going to be such a good time. So if you haven't gotten your ticket yet, you can get it at moment.co slash Gilmore to say, and you can purchase a ticket to the event and also a ticket to the after party. If you're a Patreon member, Patreon members get the after party access for free. So make sure that you yep. are logged into your Patreon account before you do that. Cause then you will be able to get free access. Did we say what time it is? It's Monday at eight. After yes. party at nine. Eight Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. It is a Monday night, but like, you know, it's Valentine's Day. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be fun. Not to get too like, you know, sentimental, but I feel like moments like this are kind of like hard sometimes, like Valentine's Day, if you mm-hmm. don't have like a big group of friends or something that like you see, you get like FOMO on social media. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is just like that perfect like little moment of like all of us just like hanging out together, talking about our favorite show. I know. Um, just having a fun little moment. I and know. Makes, it makes my heart really happy to that I'm going to get to hang out with all of you. I know, me too. So order your pizza, get your takeout, get your snacks, make some Founders Day Get your jammies. We already have matching jammies. We do. We're very excited. Yeah. And we can't wait to see you there. Yeah. Until Monday. Until Monday. If you have more for us to consider, unpopular opinions, spicy takes, things you think we're forgetting, or you just want to say hi, give our voicemail a call at 860-578-4653. That's 860-578-4653.